Dreams make it happen wherever you go. Are you ready to act on your dreams? Okay, let's do it. Thank you for joining us in Hyphen's Haven, the space for multi-hyphenate artists working on stage and off in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We share our paths to becoming who we are. Today, I am honored to spotlight a Brooklyn-based artist who has served the entertainment industry as a scenic designer for film, theater, television, and concerts for several years. He is a member of United Scenic Artists, Local 829, and some of his credits include Beauty and the Beast, Big Apple Circus, Sesame Street. He seriously has a list of credits. And again, I'm just happy and thrilled to introduce this multi-hyphenate artist, David Gallo. Hi, David. Hello. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for joining us. So as we want the audience to get to know who you are, we always start at the foundation. So can you tell us about your parents or your family members you were raised by and their names and professions? Yeah, well, my father is named Bob and um, he was in the military. He was in the Air Force. And so we were a military family living overseas for most of my early childhood. Um, uh, my mother was kind of a bit of a hippie. Her name's Frances. And she was a bit of a hippie. So it was a kind of a, of a, of a mixed bag or mixed life uh, on those two particular military bases. Anyway, we came back to America when I was 10. And I've been here ever since. Awesome. Do you recall a particular childhood memory or, or favorite holiday that you spent with your family? Well, we always had wonderful Christmases. That was a wonderful time. I'll just say that. Okay. And were you raised with siblings or any other particular family members? I have a brother and a sister. Okay. What my brother is older and my sister is younger. Okay. So let's go to your early learning days. What elementary school did you attend? And did you have a favorite teacher from that time? Elementary school. Um, I don't remember what elementary school I went to, I'm afraid. Okay. Well, was there a, a particular memorable moment? Um, let's see, generally... Uh, children are in elementary school up until the age of 10. Was there some particular memory that you recall that helped propel you to the artist that you are today? I got propelled to the artist that I am today when I turned uh, 15 and went to high school. And that was the beginning where I met uh, who be- a man who became my mentor. His name was Lenny Borave, and he was in charge of the theater. And they were doing a production of Pippin. And he asked me to get involved, and I did, and I've been in the theater ever since. And that was at the age of 15, so you were uh, about, you were a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was freshman, sophomore, somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. And being that you're in high school, were you also working outside of high school to balance things in your life, or was it just your ability to work on your art? Uh, Well, I worked on my art, but I also delivered pizza. Cool. So you are able to balance uh, uh, having this job outside, work on your art. And what type of student were you in high school? I was not really the best student. Um, I was excellent when it came to art or theater, but the uh, rest of my classes were not quite as well served by me. 
Okay. So after high school, what propelled you forward to uh, either college or did you start working in the arts? What happened? Uh, well, after high school, what happened? Um, I decided that I wanted to go into um, theater design. Um, I had been doing it, you know, in my high school. We had been, you know, doing this, um, doing this, 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 these, these productions, and it just became theater became part of my life. And so I went to college for it, and spent four years studying scenic design and costume design. And doing lots of productions and learning all sorts of, you know, amazing things that you need to know in order to have a career in um, in the world of, of theater design. And what's the name of the college that you attended? I went to SUNY Purchase. City Purchase. Yes. In New York. And yep. um, I know you said that your mentor that you met in high school was uh, very instrumental to help develop you as an artist. Was there a collegiate professor that helped you as well? There wasn't anybody that I was that close to in college. I will say that. Okay. Was there a particular project in college that laid the groundwork for you to transition into your professional life? Um, there was no one particular thing in college that laid the groundwork. It was just the college experience itself laid an excellent groundwork for for taking off professionally it was just a very good conservatory training program and so we were we were prepared and you know the, the prepared for you know for a lot of a lot of what will come anyway so that's um that that worked out for me rather well awesome um so as you are about to transition out of your college years um you've graduated what comes next for you? What was your first job out of college? Well, I was fortunate that uh, I started by assisting some wonderful people and learned all sorts of wonderful things from, from working on productions with them. So I did that for a while, and that was super helpful. And I also designed a, a production at the New York Shakespeare Festival that was called Mocking All that was directed by Michael Greif. And mm -hmm. very early career for me, that became a huge hit. And so um, I, um, I got a great deal out of that and I got a lot of work out of that and a lot of recognition out of that, um, really from one off-Broadway show. So I was fortunate in that regard. And being that this was um, your first major work outside of college, now that you're being introduced to more artists, how did you make your way into your union? Well, the union is something that you get into when the time is right. You know, you've, you've done a certain number of productions without benefit of the union contract. And then you, um, you know, you do a show that, that, that comes with a union contract and you sign it and you, you know, you can become a member of the union that way. It's, it's, it has to do with, you know, getting the job first, um, believe it or not, that will work. The other thing you can do is what I did was take an exam and I took a test and I designed a production and I did all sorts of work and all sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> and um, put something together and uh, uh, presented it at, a, uh, at a, an exam and uh, passed and got into the union that way. And how long after did you take the test and pass it after graduating from college that this happened? It was only uh, two years. Two years? Wow. Was it really two years? Yeah, I think it was two years. Wow, that seems amazing. 
but yeah, I guess it was. I've never, I've never thought about that. Yeah, that, that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal at the time. But I, again, like I say, I had a show move to Off Broadway, and so once the show moved to Off Broadway, the union wanted me to be a member. It's, it's, you know, they, they, they come after you and they say, you know, you got to be in the union. So, um. Uh, that propelled me to take the exam and I took the exam and got in, you know, been there ever since. Two years after graduating, ladies and gentlemen, we're just reiterating that that is amazing. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So what was your first production now that you're a union member? The first production that I did now that I was a union member was a play called Veins and Thumbtacks, which is a terrible title. And it's not a very good play. Uh, it was written by a fairly well-known playwright who uh, who did not score a home run with this one. But that was the very first thing that I did as a union, the very first time that I had my, my union stamp on my drawings, which was all very official and exciting and all that kind of stuff. So that's when that happened. And how does the process work that you're in the union, um, a production comes to you or how do you network to get in the space where production hire you to get the stamp on your well, it's it's the the but where the, the work comes from the directors you know i mean the director if it's a director um that 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 sees some of your work or has an understanding of your reputation or whatever you know that 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 sort of thing they may hire you to do something that they're doing and so building relationships with directors is what builds a career uh, with rock and roll, it's like if a band sees something that you did or they get a hold of you and they, they, they you do some work for them and you build a relationship with the band and do more and more stuff over the course of the years. So it's just it's just like any relationship, you know what I mean? Once you once you get in to, to maintain it and, 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 and get the most that you can out of it. Right. And as we were just talking about your experience working in theater and, and as you mentioned, uh, you have worked with bands. What was the first major concert you worked on? Um, the first major concert I worked on was a production of a Barry Manilow's Showstoppers tour. It was a big tour with Barry Manilow. And that was, <laughs> that was, wow, that was a long time ago. That was the late 80s or early 90s. Well, that would have been the first one. And were you able to work in the space of theater, as well as working in concerts. And then you somehow turn to television. Like you, you were able yeah. to leave this. How did this happen? Well, it's just, just design is design. And so it's just, you know, you adapt to whatever it is, the environment that is that you're being asked to work within. So television came to me very readily. Um, you know, it, it, it needed to have a certain degree of, of, of detail. It had to have uh uh, a structure that would work and allow the show to be shot. It had to have all sorts of things that were very important in order to have a set for, you know, Sesame Street. And so, um, you know, bringing bringing that is absolutely um, absolutely critical. And so you you just spoke about um, theater or rock concerts, television. And you were able to do uh, design for films, too. What was your first film that you did design for? And the union. You're the union member now. You remember, I've I've pretty much limited myself to television. Um, Yeah, I haven't haven't designed a feature film. 
Okay. I designed a feature. I designed a, a, a an indie film that I directed, which was rather wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I've limited myself to is television and theater and, and rock and roll. That's awesome. So could you share what it's like uh, a day in the life of David when a new project comes to you, you decide, yes, I'm working on this project. What is your process and uh, tools that you use for those? You get get the, the, the play, you get the script and you read it and you have to read it with a very careful eye. And you make notes about what is uh, the mood of the piece, you know what I mean? What is the direction, the point of view of the writer? Um, um, what sort of special things have to happen? Where are the production numbers? You know, you have to break down the script in a very particular way. And so that's the very first thing that you're going to do is give yourself that breakdown. Um, once that's done, you start really thinking about the show and what you mean, looking for inspiration, you'll start to do a lot of research. That's what I would do. So I start doing research and looking for pictures. I look at all sorts of stuff. I listen to music. I do all kinds of things in order to get myself into the right head for the piece. Once I get myself in the right head for the piece, I start either building a model with a computer, building a 3D model of my idea for the piece, or I start drawing on a drawing table with a pencil. And it depends really on the piece and what it is that I'm trying to accomplish and and, and, and the direction that it's going, whether or not I do the one or the other. Although these days, I much more often do it on a computer. Um, so, I would, um, so I would start designing and sketching based on the computer and um, um, start working with technical supervisors and production supervisors and people that, that you know, will help realize and figure out a way to make the design a, a reality. Also collaborating with my lighting designer and my costume designer, whoever it is else that I'm working with. Again, if it's a play or a musical. So bringing them involved, working with the director, making sure it's all on board, what it is that they're looking for. And then we get it to uh, the point where it has to be uh, designed for construction. And so we design, we do all the drawings, we all do all the necessary drawings in order to get it in shape, in order to get it built. They're very precise drafting that we do, a whole bunch of uh, drawing packages that we do that have very precise drawings. Uh, We send those to a scenery shop and the scenery shop builds it. And so we would have uh, uh, shop visits where we would go and make sure that things were getting built the way that we, uh, that way that we wanted. And eventually the scenery gets built, it's finished and it gets delivered to the theater and loaded in. And so we have to be at the theater, making sure the stuff goes into the right place because the right place is the most important thing. And so much in design is making sure everything is in its correct place. So we get a show loaded in and uh, we go into technical rehearsals, and that is when we um, that's when we uh, go through the show very slowly with the director and with the musicians and with all the other designers, and we light the show and we figure out the costumes and we figure out how the scenery works and all of those things, and get ourselves to previews, and that's when we have audiences and we preview, and then we just tweak it from there. Fantastic run through of the process and. Uh... Thinking about your initial steps, is there a particular computer program that you like to use to help design? I like to work with SketchUp. Yeah, there's a there's a computer program called SketchUp, which is enormously helpful. Um, um, we uh, we use it for a lot here. Okay, and in addition to SketchUp, you mentioned that you would draw by hand too. Are there particular? Well, I draw by hand, yeah, but that's there... a dying art form. 
but it's a skill. Are there particular um, tools as one a student can purchase from an art store to well, study? It would be best, it'd be best to start on it with an internet search on drafting, just drafting and uh, technical drawing and see what it is that they have as exercises before you buy anything. And uh, that'll be, that'll be a, a great way to learn even even though it's on a computer, it'll be a great way to learn, believe me, what I'm sure what's done with a pencil. Okay. Do you recall a, a challenging project that you were able to get through? And um, conversely, was that your most fun project? Or could you tell us about your Well, challenge? I've had some straight challenging shows. Uh, there's been some, you know, uh, stuff that doesn't always necessarily go your way. I I, I I did a large scale musical once that just didn't work out for anybody. And it was a shame, you know, we were all working very, very hard on it. And it wasn't even, it was, it was, it was kind of a clever show and it had a lot going for it. And yet, uh, unfortunately it just didn't last. And so, you know, that you, when you work in this business, you start to develop a bit of a, of a thick skin for that sort of thing, because a lot of the stuff that we do really doesn't last. It doesn't make it very long. Um, uh, which is unfortunate, but that makes, you know, and, and sometimes it does. And that's what, you know, is so rewarding. So um, uh, it's a real, it's a real mixed bag, but, um, but there's something, you know, wonderful, I say about, uh, about a show that runs. Okay. And thinking about all of your productions, what has been your most fun project to work on? Oh boy. The most fun uh, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know how to answer that. I, I think that my, my, the play that I designed called In Walks Ed was the most fun. It was, it was a, it was a shoot 'em up sort of urban Western, very funny, uh, done in a very tiny theater with a lot of wonderful effects and really great stuff. And we had, we had a great time putting together the, 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 the gunfights and the, 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 the fights and the, 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 the crazy stuff going on. So that show was completely over the top and done in a very small theater. So I think it was a lot of fun because of that. The intimacy of that space, which. Yeah. Yeah. It was really a wonderfully intimate space. It was really great. It was really I great. love spaces and thinking about your evolution from how you began um, being that it's just amazing that you only had two years outside of college before you entered the union. That's just amazing. It took right. more to mine, but uh, thinking about your process over time, how has it changed? Well, you know, the, the, I think that I've managed to speed it up a little bit. You know, I think I had more time to 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 dwell on things, a little bit more time to think. Dwelling isn't really a good term, I guess, but a good time to to think things through. And now I have to work a lot faster. So you know, I can work faster, and I have that, and that's an advantage, certainly. But it would be nice to be able to, to take the time that I had when I had, you know, you know, more more luxury of time back in the day. Okay. And being that you have worked on a number of projects so far, and I'm sure more projects are coming towards you, what is your professional goal as a scenic designer? My professional goal? Uh, you know, to serve the play, to serve each and every one. There's, there's a play, there's a playwright, there's a director with a vision, there's somebody or I have a vision. And uh, to serve that and to solve the problems and solve the, the, the solutions, come up with the solutions in order to tell that story. 
And would you be able to share with us names of artists that you would be very interested in working with if you haven't already? Well, who wouldn't want to work with Robert Lepage? Who would be absolutely incredible. And Susan Stroman would be really amazing. Um, um, I've done some work with Jerry Zach, so you could, you know, so it's always a joy to work with him. Uh, uh, Jerry Mitchell would be really wonderful. Alex Timbers, you know, there's so many people that I would be uh, overjoyed to work with. Thank you for sharing those names, and hopefully, those who are listening will be able to. Uh, look up every name that you have given and see their work. Hopefully. Yes. So we're going to transition to uh, the next segment of the show, and this will help us get to know you a little bit better. Some of the questions are rapid fire and some of them like, hmm, I wonder what I would do. So I'll just ask you some questions. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Window or aisle seat? Window. What book would you give as a gift? Gone with the Wind. What movie can you not resisting if it came on right now? The Princess Bride. What is your favorite recipe to cook? Salmon with uh, with um, salmon with, with 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 maple syrup and soy sauce. What makes you laugh the most? My daughter, Citizen. And what would your theme song be if you were to walk into a room? Uh, I what would my theme song be? It would be something from Steely Dan, like Deacon Blues from Steely Dan, something like that. If you could choose one superpower, what would it be? Uh, invisibility. Okay. Who would be your nemesis? As a superhero. I just don't, I can't imagine. I don't know. Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your favorite person to follow on social media? Uh, My friend, Steve Bunch. If you could offer one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't smoke. Some good advice. Good advice. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would love to work in furniture design. Okay. Uh, when you think of the word successful, who was the first person that comes to mind? Who's the first person that comes into my head? Mm-hmm. Successful? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say my friend John. Okay. And some final thoughts before we uh, leave this conversation. What projects are you looking forward to in the future? We have a production of a show called Personality, which is about Lloyd Price, who wrote the song and performed the song Personality all over the country and the world and was a wonderful musician from the 60s. And so we're doing a bio play about him uh, in Chicago right now. And then the idea is to bring that into New York. And then we did a play uh, about a midwife, a very famous midwife uh, in, in, um, in North Carolina who uh, befriended a um, Life magazine photographer. And um, um, they became very good friends and they did a photo essay. And so we did a play about that photo essay and those people. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay. 
Uh, would you like to give some shout outs or some love outs, I say, to those who have been supportive of you on your journey? Uh, that's okay. I'll be all right with that. Okay. How can people learn more about you on social media? If you have um, Facebook, Instagram? Well, yeah, I have Facebook. It's David Gallo Design. Um, same thing with underscores, David underscore Gallo underscore design. Okay. Um, so you can see me on, on there and, um, you know, you know, like the usual places. Okay. And last question, what is the best piece of advice you've received that you could share to those who are interested in following your footsteps? Um, fake it till you make it. <laughs> fake it till you make it. I love it. Yeah. Well, well, folks, we have come to the end of the spotlight for today's artist. If this podcast has helped you, please share. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to Dream of Drea across all social media platforms. My name is Drea of Dream of Drea, a production company specializing in driving ideas from pages to stages and from your dreams to screens. Remember, wherever you are right now is the perfect time to act on your dreams. Thanks again to David Gallo for joining us for this Hyphens Haven podcast. And we will... Ball later. Bye, everybody. Bye.